0: Hi. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right! We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the fog and the rain and the trees of the Pacific Northwest, but... It's what's caught in the web of a spider. That is why I must warn you. Listener discretion is advised. In the corner of the room, where the plaster walls met the paneled ceiling, it plucked at the strings. From its bulbous end, it spun the web back and forth, back and forth, rhythmically nodding each cross-section with dagger-like fingers, and then just plucking and strumming at its own creation. Some of them scuttled across the floor, scavenging between floorboards dashing behind furniture and through wall cracks as soon as they appeared. Some of them spun far-reaching, thin and desperate webs, hoping and praying to catch... something. Then there were those that built fortresses in the corners of rooms, spending days weaving their way back and forth, knotting their strands at any chance they had to fortify that structure they were larger and louder than the other types of spiders Tom had seen in his family home. They ate well, but there were never any insects stuck in their traps. so what they ate and grew big on, Tom didn't know. Their many eyes peered from beneath the thick, sticky sheets of woven strings staring at Tom their hungry eyes impossibly tiny but black as coal and glinting with eager anticipation they could eat away his nightmares tom thought but then a shudder ran up his back as he imagined eight legs and their dainty stabbings on his face sleep had been hard to come by as it was so those moments of slumber where Tom would be vulnerable to the poison pricks of those spider interlopers which anchored themselves in his room were far and few between. That didn't stop his mind from whirling, though. It didn't stop the phantoms in their tracks. When his mind wandered back to Ben, when the will to move or breathe or feel had seeped out of his limbs when he sat there slack-jawed, and catatonic for those brief respites from grief he'd begin to feel them an itch on his back or his face the itch of tiny hairs tickling his skin the scuttling scratching the pinch of tiny jagged fangs it was always the phantom pinch that brought him back to reality and And there, always waiting for him, was William, squealing, crying, screeching William, his brother, who was likely not his brother, or was, but also not the son of Mildred the same way. He couldn't keep it straight anymore, truths and fictions blending in the same way the dreams and nightmares he should have been having while sleeping, ...began to seep into his waking hours. The first time he tried to leave his room after... ...well... ...after visiting Ben... ...Tom walked from his room to the stairs... ...and peered down the steps... ...hearing the echo of his voice... ...calling him. As the slurping, misshapen vowels... ...echoed their way to Tom, his eyes glazed over... ...tears banging at the gate threatening to wash over his face and the numb dumb catatonic trance returned his arms were no longer his arms his body stood immobile and loose in its posture his head lilted a little too far to the left to be natural and everything looked so far away as if Tom's consciousness had been shrunk and sent to the depths of a deep, dark pit. Just like. The leaflets of what was and what was not fell from a shelf up on high. Figments of imagination snapped to the edges of reality, The staircase was not as it was just mere seconds ago. No, 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 please. God, no, Tom thought as he snapped to. The banister was covered in the dusty, glowing, alien-like foliage Tom called bone blooms. The steps jagged rock, the ceiling dripped with green algae water. And from deep within the recesses of the living room that Tom had known to be just to the left of the bottom of the stairs, he could hear his name being called. He was being summoned Tom, <sighs> Tom could <sighs> feel his heart racing, oh, just the way it had before. lifted his left foot. It hovered in the air, quivering with adrenaline as it anticipated the fall to the next step. His eyes bulged even wider as his eyelids peeled back further in terror. What was that? William... The baby that was always heard, but never seen. William, who crawled away and hid under floorboards and behind furniture. William, who ensnared Tom's family in his desperate trap. William, who'd made the LaPont home his fortress, where he could grow big fat. His tiny mouth of jagged teeth. Just watching and waiting out from behind the wall separating the front foyer and the staircase from the living room one giant razor-tipped spider leg slowly peeked out and into sight before gingerly setting down on the wood floor as another curled out sideways quietly, stabbing the wall. Then the third and fourth leg, just as slow as the others, crept forward. Large, coarse brown hair stuck out from the joints and the bent limbs like porcupine quills, and then the sickly, mucus-dripping mouth and endless eyes peered lidless and twitching as the nightmarish arachnid leveled itself. It turned to him. Tom stood, eyes nearly popped from his head. His mouth turned upside down in a silent scream. The monstrous arachnid lunged at Tom, but stopped. Just short of his face, its fangs rubbed against one another like tiny hands eager to make a deal. The massive thing which confronted Tom raised its two front legs high above him as that breathing nightmare leveled its many, many eyes with Tom's own. The fangs stopped their neurotic kneading as they peeled back, exposing a beak-like orifice underneath. Oh God, Tom closed his dry eyes, wetting himself. (sighs) He could feel the breath on his face as he imagined that inside that beak were more fangs which wanted to shred him one Strip at a time to flay him alive. (coughs) Peggy, standing at the bottom of the stairs looking up, only saw her older brother Tom looking down, eyes bursting from their sockets his mouth in almost cartoonish fright and wetting his pants. At first, she thought he was looking at her, but as she inched closer, she could see Tom was not home. His eyes were fixed and unmoving. Standing where she thought he was staring, she could see he was looking past it all that he was simply somewhere else she quietly crept up the stairs and reached with her small soft hand wrapping it around Tom's which hung at his side surprisingly his fingers slowly gripped and tightened on Peggy's hands clinging to her it hurt as the force pushed her knuckles to grind against one another but she swallowed the pain it was her turn to be strong Her turn to protect her brother. Peggy slowly pulled Tom away from his perch at the top of the stairs looking down, and without forcing, pulled just enough to suggest to Tom's unconscious to follow where it was being led. It didn't happen at first, but his feet began to shuffle as his core instinctually followed the gravity of his sister's pull. Peggy was patient and kind, as she lovingly guided Tom back to the safety and comfort of his bed. She treated him as if he were sleepwalking. She was aware he'd been staying up the last few nights she'd heard him pacing in time with William's nightly cries and assumed exhaustion had finally come for him. She hoped that's all it was. She hoped it was nothing more. As the two reached Tom's room, Peggy leapt onto his bed and dragged his comforter up, rubbing it against his hand and pulling a corner of it up into the crook of his neck, hoping much like she had in the hallway to appeal to a part of Tom that might respond. And once again he did. Slowly raising his arms, his fingers grabbed onto the ratty blanket, clawing at it and tying themselves in its folds desperately. She pressed down on Tom's shoulders... And without much hesitation, that time he teetered forward and into bed. And that's where he'd been ever since watching the spider in the corner of his room, fortifying his woven kingdom, and remembering the sound of William's dreadful giggling. I hope none of you townies are too afraid of our eight-legged friends. I promise you have nothing to fear from the spiders themselves. It's the voices that command them that deserve your attention. Before I let you go today though, I would like to remind everyone listening that the first episode of our three-part Patreon exclusive story is now live on our Patreon for Patreon members of $5 or more a month. For all those who either don't want to, or are unable to support us with a $5 monthly donation, don't worry. I haven't left you out of the loop. The transcript of that episode is also live on our Patreon and completely free. There is no need to sign up or give us any money. All you need to do is go to www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. That's www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. The knowledge imparted in this particular story takes us all the way back to the 18th century when foolish travelers were first called to the fort. I hope you enjoy. Those of us who preside over the fort as its town council members have been looking forward to this moment for a very, very long time.
1: I got the ghost of you inside of my-